You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is episode two of The Owen 60. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward. And we'll get right to it. Our featured matchup of the week last week featured the Kingston Frontenacs visiting the Niagara Ice Dogs. A little bit of a lopsided victory. Niagara won 11-3. I think there were five players on Niagara who scored two goals each. Uh, Anthony Agostinelli, Cameron Snow, uh, Jonah DeSimone, Phil Tomasino, and... Had a first in the OHL, too. Yeah, Anthony Agostinelli with his first OHL goal. Cameron Snow also got his first OHL goal, but that came late in the third when the game was... Way out of reach, and it was Oliver Castleman who uh, got two goals as well. So five Ice Dogs with two goals or more. I think all of them had three points as well. So uh, lots of points to go around, Colin. And you were at the game. Uh, just yeah, nice what did you think about it? Nice atmosphere. First of all, that's a nice arena. That's probably second on my list. Behind London, that's probably the second nice arena. You have to give London number one. They have two decks. It's yeah, it's, like it's, it's a nice rank. rank. Like yeah, I go to Niagara second. That's a nice rank. If you have a chance to go to Niagara to one of those Thursday night games, you should go. It's a nice arena. Very wide open. I like how the one end of the concourse, like at the far end of the arena, mm-hmm. is like open. That's a great idea. Well, yeah, they put like the, the St. Catherine Sports Fo- yeah, yeah, Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, they just they just make it a great atmosphere. At the one side, you have the club level suites. The uh, other side, you got the shop. Yeah, and the shop they need to make that bigger. Yeah, it's um, pretty small. Like yeah, that's the only small, downside. Yeah, it gets condensed, but like it's a really nice yeah. arena, nice place to watch a game. Yeah, there's not a really bad view in the arena. Of no, course, I hate sitting behind the netting, but that's yeah, every arena. You know, you, arena you can't do anything netting. about it. That might be the. Worst thing any team could do, have black netting. That's a good poll question. Is black netting the worst <laughs> thing an NHL arena could put in or an OHL arena too? Like, I think it's the worst. Like, you have to look through that it's pretty bad all game yeah, long. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's something they have to put so you don't get hit in the face with a puck and end up no uh, end up like Ross and Friends, if anyone's seen that episode when he's at a Rangers game, got hit in the face with a puck. Some teams do that, eh, for their uh, – Pre-game, like, watch out for flying pucks. Yeah, they do. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Well, and uh, when they first opened up the WFCU Center in Windsor, it's kind of weird the way they do their be- – not the way they do the benches, but where the tunnels are from the dressing rooms. It's they not – it doesn't go directly behind. It's like at the end of the bench, you have to go through a uh, kinda like door. Kind of No. Really? No, like, it's at the end. Like, it's not oh. behind. It's like – at the end, if That's say cool. if you're looking from the broadcast booth, yeah, now the visitors' bench is on the right side. So say you had to go to the far right. That's like Sudbury. The benches are on opposite sides of the ice. Do you see that? No, they're yeah, they're both no. In Windsor, they're on the same side. All right, but yes, yeah, so yeah. Sudbury. Peterborough does that too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, at the end of the bench, um, you have to go through the door, and there's glass there protecting the fans from getting hit by pucks. Yeah. But it was. Like the fifth game they ever played there, the visiting team forgot to close that door. I forget which Windsor player did it, but shot the puck, tried to go off the glass, missed the glass, went right through the door, hit a fan right in the eye. That's like in those game, like arenas there where they come out from the corners. Like Niagara has that with the visitors, and like how long have they come out from the corners? That's dangerous. Like when you see guys coming off in warm ups and guys are firing the puck around, you know they're feeling good, and the guy fires the puck. 
That door's open. There's yep. a couple of times the puck goes right through, and like even if you're paying attention. Yep. Well, in Niagara, there's an usher right there too, holding yeah. it open, and you're kind of like, oh, heads up, bud. Like, yeah, no, you know. like you're not looking at the play. He's looking at the guy coming off, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we might as well just get to our feature game then. Yeah, Stop talking about, about arenas. Yeah, it's a good talk. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. We do like that. We will They're get into. All different. They're all different. Yeah, we will start getting into breaking down each team's season, but that'll be in the new year. We'll go through. We'll Second spend half. a segment on uh, on each team in the OHL. We'll touch on their ranks. We'll touch on the team itself, where they are in the standings, where the future looks like for them. But that's coming up in the new year. We got a lot of World Junior stuff to get to. But like I said. Talk mostly about the feature matchup and break it down. So all the scoring got started pretty early, 13 seconds into the game. It was yeah. Philip Tomasino, and looked, you yeah. you said he was just flying out there. Yeah, he looked really good. That second goal he scored was an NHL player goal. That was nasty. He kind of like faked that he's going to do a toe drag and then went to the right. Mm-hmm. Shot a far side. That was a nice shot. That's an NHL shot. Well, and that's why that he was last- drafted in the first round, right? You said that last year, too, about him. Like We thought, like... He was Niagara's best player in the playoffs, and like he's really proven that so far to like pick up from that this year. Well, yeah, and you look at guys they had last year: Jack Studnika, uh, Matt Broussard on defense, who by the way just uh, committed to the University of PEI to play college hockey really? in Canada. So uh, good for him, uh, good yeah. for Matt Broussard. Uh, of course, they had Jason Robertson, Jacob Paquette on the back end. Keel Thomas was there, Ben Jones, the captain. Um, oh, but yeah, f- yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Phil Tomasino for a second year guy, you know, in his draft year, he definitely proved that he was a first rounder for sure. Nashville took sure. him in the first round, and yeah, he was Same the best player in that series Same for Niagara, Lottie. anyways. Ivan Lawton looked pretty good Thursday too. He's a, yeah, he's he'll he's be improved gone. a lot since when I saw him play in Erie. Mm-hmm. I well, think he looked like a totally different player. Well, and from what I understand, and um, this was told to me by someone with the Ice Dogs that uh, he it he just wasn't. It's not he wasn't a fan of playing in Erie. Well, he 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 wanted to not play there because they weren't good. Which yeah, I understand. A You're player. a good player like that. You want to leave. He's but a perfect fit for Niagara. Yeah, he's I un- right in on that line with Tomasino. That was great yeah. to see him look it. Well, in that top line, if you if you put a Keel Thomas, uh, Ivan Lodney, and Phil Tomasino, right now, right now they'd play Oshawa the first round. I'd take Niagara over Oshawa. If they didn't make a move, they might. Why? Because Sarah know. Noel will be gone? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Oshawa, for sure. Oshawa <laughs> traded uh, Andropov, so for sure. Yeah. Play, so. Yep. That'd be an interesting three years in a row. Niagara would meet Oshawa in the first. Could you imagine? Yeah, especially after last year. There's a sour taste probably in some of those ice dogs. <laughs> yeah, they were not happy. That was tough. But then again, the whole OHL world was, I don't want to say shocked, but they were kind of like, what the that hell just happened? last year was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. was yeah, well, you have Ottawa who swept Sudbury, no surprise. Oh, then. through the playoff. Yeah, the until Guelph, yeah. Um, okay, stop getting off topic. <laughs> Kingston, they weren't a playoff team last year. No. They're looking like they won't be again this year, but if they could, that would be huge for the development of that team. Yeah, um, sure. Looking at the goals, Zade Wisdom with his 19th of the year You're from playing. Shane Wright and Jordan Frasky. Yeah, he was my pick to be one of the top players in this game. And, yeah, he got his 19th. He's the leading scorer for the Kingston Frontenacs. Um, you know, he got a power play goal. That's what you need. If you're a team like Kingston, you're bottom of the standings. If your power play's not working, you're going to even be below North, North Bay and might be even looking well, at uh, another first overall pick. They were down 5 nothing at the time of the game, too, when they got the power play goal, so that's a big goal. Like, well, 
even at one's a lot better than five nothing. <laughs> yeah, and even at five nothing in the first, you're kind of like, get okay, the there's goal. still yeah, get the next goal, start yeah, moving right. forward. You know, you just try and chip away, work your way back in, maybe get a goal every uh, seven minutes. I don't know, you know, just try to claw your way back in. But uh, Phil Tomasino was having none of that because no, he scored his second of the game. Uh, 24 seconds into the second, so not as quick as his first goal. Almost. But <laughs> he was pretty close. He was 11 not seconds. 11 seconds away. Um, and then Jonah DeSimone, uh, for his fifth of the year, made it 7-1. Augustinelli, second of the game, 8-1. Oliver Castleman, uh, that 9-1 at the time. I just noticed this now. Castleman scored 20 seconds into the third. Yeah, so they scored. That's seconds. wild. Yeah. <laughs> Three, Three that's goals. a stat to look up. How many, play, how many people? Has a team it? ever scored three goals or one goal in the first minute of each period? That's a good one. That'd be a wild what? stat to look up. Next podcast. That's our homework. Okay. That's our homework. By the way, our next podcast, it will not be next week. We're taking a break for the holidays. Uh, just yeah, a lot of family yeah. crap. You know, family, you have to. We should. <laughs> our intro song. <laughs> All right. Uh, well. Now we have double homework. Thanks, man. <laughs> I got out of school for a reason. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Um, so, yeah, and then looking later in the third, Jordan Frasca made 9-2. Francesco R. Curry made it 9-3. And it's really as close Kingston would get. Cameron Snow would then score his first of the year. Well, first of his OHL career, actually. And then his second of his OHL career, just over a minute away, or a minute after that, just about a like it just looked like Kingston gave up. Like the I forget when the Leafs played because I don't really care about them, but I remember the one game there. No, it was against Philadelphia when they were in Philadelphia. They lost six one or something. Quit. Yeah, they gave up uh, empty netter and then just gave up two more goals. Like they, yeah. So yeah. that that kind of reminds you of that game and Kingston Frontenacs. Kind of were like, all right, let's pack up, get on the bus and. Hit the road for yeah. Kingston. Yeah. Holiday. Hit the holidays, regroup. have some turkey regroup. and cake. and Regroup. Yeah, exactly. So Also not to go unnoticed, Christian Sprawlia. Yep. 37 saves. 40 shots, you lose 11-3. That's pretty impressive. Like, that game could have been a shootout. Yeah, well, yeah. 40 shots. And, and we talked about that That's last week. We, we, we talked about that last week. Christian Sprawlia is not the goalie that they, has panned out for them because Tucker Tynan's been... That was Unreal. Great, that was a great ceremony. So, Tynan too. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Ivan Lodnia, Oliver Castleman, and Phil Tomasino, all assistant captains, grabbed uh, grabbed Tucker Tynan's jersey from the bench and did a couple laps around the ice, yeah, just waving it in the air. And there weren't many fans in Niagara. That's the only thing I'll say about Those fans jerseys. in Niagara. They're phenomenal. But when the game's over, they leave. <laughs> like, they want to get out. Well, I know it sucks because of parking. They have to walk far. But... Yeah. And you got to go up like that hill because the bridges go straight across. Yeah, a lot of stairs. If you want to skip leg day at the gym, go to the Meridian Center. You there can you do go. leg day there. You got good life. Yeah, it's you a lot Meridian of stairs. Center. It's perfect. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a great ceremony. Tucker Tynan, obviously, he's back in Chicago for anyone that's been following the Ice Dogs yeah. on Twitter. Uh, a nice send-off at the St. Catharines Hospital. Um, so good for him. Good to see that he's back in Chicago recovering. Um I don't know what it takes to come back from an injury like that because it's that that injury is rare. Think about it too. You get a little bit of anxiety. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's tough. That's a tough thing to witness. For even a fan to be in attendance like that. That's tough to witness. Feel bad for anyone that had to see that. I feel bad for what he has to go through because it's a long recovery. Well, and I remember getting a bunch of texts from people saying, "Hey, are you at the Ice Dogs game?" I guess they didn't get the memo that I'm not there anymore. But uh, um, they were saying a lot of their friends that were at the game were getting a little woozy because of all the blood on the ice, and whether that's yeah. just them being soft or what. Uh, there was a lot of blood, so I guess if you don't like it, it's kind of yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Um, also, they have another delay. A fire alarm. <laughs> yeah, I remember you texted puck me drop. right at the game. You sent me a video of it. Literally, there's a ceremonial puck drop. They go drop the puck. Next thing you know, you hear the fire alarm going off. Like, it's like a 20-minute delay. That's not the, the first time like, that's happened the either. stayed on the ice, right? The players stayed on the ice. So they're like, what do we do? What do we do? They're looking at their coaches. The refs don't know what to do. I know. They know about it. Well, it's not the first time it's happened at the Meridian Center either. I don't know what it is. It's just... In the last three it's years, there's been at least concourse. five times. It could be a, it's a small concourse on like the right and left side, like in the center ice. So mm-hmm. maybe someone like bumped into fire alarm type thing. Yeah, well, yeah, wouldn't surprise. Yeah, that. So small. That it's oh my god. <laughs> it's maybe. What did you say ten feet, fifteen feet wide? Yeah, something like that. I Whereas the one end, it's massive, but yeah, the ends are huge. Yeah, but. Like in the middle of the ice, it's like ten feet wide. Yeah, it's uh, one of the design flaws, I guess. I can't. I guess you can't really go back and widen them unless you get rid of seats, which I don't think the Burks no, will do. This is in Ottawa. Yeah, our we, Niagara we, fans we go to playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> Shot at the Sens. Sorry, Melnick. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Melnick out. Yeah, yeah, so back to the game. Our player of the game, actually, we chose Anthony Agostinelli. He got first star in the game as well, and not that stars mean anything to anyone because of how they're picked. Some fans. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Guys, it's three stars. Some Do you really care? I know, but... Especially first star. First star is the one that cares? you want to know. Just look at the stat sheet. I mean, I don't know. When when you win 11-3, sure, yeah. all the, But if say you win like 3-2... And your goalie make like you lose, but your goalie makes forty five saves and a loss, and he's like, not a star. I kind of get that, but like, that's my pet peeve when a goalie can win a game and like they're not even a three star. Like get to some four where they got like one assist, like he gets like third star. Not even <laughs> yeah, but again, you have to base it off of saves, right? Yeah, true. Don't you? Uh, by the way, no goaltender got a star in this. No. Kingston, understandably, Christian Spralia. Well, Didn't Kingston outshoot Niagara? Yeah, they outshot them 40 to 36. So 37 saves, but when your team scores 11 goals, you're not getting a star. Quality over quantity. That's Pretty all much. You say, yep. Pretty That's much. All you got to say. Yep. Oh, and by the way, if you missed Anthony Agostinelli's first OHL goal, we've got it for you right here, courtesy of Your TV Niagara. For Niagara with a pass for Agostinelli on the off wing. No numbers for Niagara. Agostinelli tries to hold the line, and Baralda was in to help out from the defense position. Agostinelli with the puck. A little bit of space to work with. He scores! <laughs> well, can't think much of the celebration, but it's the first career goal in the OHL for Anthony Agostinelli, and it's 5 nothing. Pretty bad Selly. That's all I'm going to say. It was so <laughs> bad. For all the Sellies you see... Okay. I got a question for you. What would be your Sally? You score your first Ooh. OHL goal. What would be your Sally? I'd go glass jumping. 
glass jump. I'd fall. <laughs> yeah. I'd fall. I I like where the most embarrassing thing. You score your first OHL goal, you jump the glass and you fall. Yeah. Oh, it's happened before. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't give you an example, but it's happened before. Yeah. Um yeah, Augustinelli was kind of going for the Jack Eichel where he kind of lifts his arms up in the air and he didn't land it. Uh, but um, I don't know. I think I'd go with uh, rub your hand on the ice and then pick it up. Oh, I don't know. That's like just that me. Like sweet. Maybe even grab some loose snow and throw it in the air. I don't bat flip it. <laughs> we're, I get ba- a- we're baseball guys. I'm yeah, a bat flip the stick. <laughs> Can you imagine? Let everybody know you're there. Let everybody know you're at the rink. Yeah, what? I scored that goal. Flipped the stick. What's up, Joey Bats? Joey Bats. Oh, man. Oh, my. I think we'd get unsportsmanlike conduct for that. Oh, for sure. Especially if, Darcy, especially if Darcy Birchall was oh, reffing. I've had buddy. enough of that he's guy. No, it's, he isn't. It's December. It's not even the new year yet. He's already tired of a ref. Oh, That's my. unreal. Man, I can't even. Hall of Fame status. They're not like a ref. Man, but, but he gets kicked out of the NHL, comes here as a freaking power trip. Yeah, there's a lot of guys like that, too, that come back. Like, they just go on power trips, like, oh, I'm from the show. Kind of a big deal. I remember two years ago, I think it was, um, Niagara had a WHL ref. Really? Yeah, they brought in a WHL ref. Whether it was just the OHL refs were being bad and they were bringing in a guy that actually knew what he That's was doing, or the they didn't board. have enough refs, uh, I have no idea. But some guy comes skating out on the ice, got WHL crest. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? They give him an OHL. <laughs> is this a new agreement with the CHL? We're sending guys everywhere. everywhere. It's like the IHF. The double IHF. That's a great segue, Colin. I love that. No Because we're going to take a break. And right afterwards, we're going to break down the rosters for Team Canada and Team USA for the World Junior Hockey Championships that, of course, begin on Boxing Day in the Czech Republic. You're listening to the Owen 60. We'll be right back. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the ON60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. And we'll go to our poll question before we get into World Juniors from last week. If you saw it, it's up on our Twitter at the ON60 podcast. If you're not in the top prospects game, do you still have a chance to get drafted in the first round? 71% of you said, hell yeah. 29% not a chance. Wow. Really? I say you not giving sure. them anyone a chance. I think we both said for sure. I don't know about you. Yeah, I yeah, we did. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I said for sure. If you we did. Because, yeah. like we said, Kaliev dropped last year. Akil Thomas dropped the year before. Yeah. It can happen. You 29 percenters. That's enough out of you. <laughs> You've been warned. Exactly. Don't ever vote against us again. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Vote, please. We love it. We love seeing people sure, vote, interact with us, uh, talking hockey. It's. It's awesome, but uh, now into the big part of our show. We're going to spend at least 30 minutes on Canada, USA, and the World Junior Hockey Championships. We'll also get into Colin Ward's top 15 players to watch at the tournament, and it involves quite a few players from around the entire world. We've got a German there, a few Americans, a few Canadians. Uh, We've got a Finn on there, Uh, just everyone who we expect to have a big tournament uh, we're going to break it down. But first, we're going to get to Team Canada and their roster. And they made their last cut. 
So the final roster is set. Three goaltenders, of course, Nico Dawes from the OHL. Other players, Quentin Byfield, Alexi Lafreniere's on there. Akil Thomas will be centering the fourth line. Joe Valeno coming back from Grand Rapids in the AHL. Uh, Barrett Hayton, he's coming back, former Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound. And that's a top line. Lexi Lafreniere, Valeno, and uh, Barrett Hayton. So, that's going to be solid. As long as they get used to that ice surface, that's Canada's biggest question, I think, going into the tournament. Ice surface and question of goaltending. What goalie's going to step up and be the guy? Like last year, DiPietro, the year before, Carter Hart. They had that guy to step yeah, up. Yeah, but that this is something that's always bugged me since that day they lost to the Finns last year. Everyone, oh, DiPietro blew it for them. No, you scored didn't. one goal. Yeah, they didn't touch the puck. How are you going to win when you score one goal in the World Juniors? Yeah. Don't blame the goaltender. Yeah. Just because he get Were the goals questionable? Maybe. It doesn't make a difference yeah. if you only score one goal. For sure. If you have to complain about calls like that, like one goal. Yeah, I know. Goal, like, you, didn't, you just didn't play it. It's over. Well, and wasn't, wasn't this whole Twitter war going on saying, oh, DiPietro's to blame, the coaching staff made the wrong decision? And like, yeah, Weren't there like threats against some of the players too? Yeah, it got pretty ugly. Because uh, Comtois like, had a... Yeah, Comtois, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, um, so yeah, going into this World Junior Hockey Championship, they don't have Hunter Jones, who is a second-round pick of the Minnesota Wilds. Probably one of their biggest surprise cuts. Yep, Game I think or, so. Uh, I think Thomas Harley was a surprise. So, yeah, like he just lit it up last weekend in the OHL. Well, yeah, he comes back and just lights it up. A yeah. lot of guys do that. A lot of Some guys come back and do nothing. Some I'd be pissed. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'd be so mad. Like, I'd probably be disappointed because, like, you watch the World Juniors your whole life, right? And then, like, mm-hmm. you get a chance to play there. get a pl- chance to play for your country and, like... Well, and will Harley even have another guy. chance? I don't think he will. No. Isn't he 19? Yeah, he's 19. Jones. Yeah. Jones, Jones will, yeah. Jones will. But Jones will be the goal depending on how Dawes plays this year, is it? Yeah, could Dawes. it just be automatic that he gets a spot next year? Depends. Depends who's coaching too. If they have a good, mm. if they have a good year this year, yep. probably be just back. bring hunters back. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure on uh, Mark and Dale Hunter. Yeah. Well, and we were talking before we started. <laughs> we don't think they're gonna medal. No, I think fourth place. I think third. To be honest, in my opinion, I think third. I just think Sweden's gonna be strong, and I think Russia, U.S. will be on a whole another level. The Russians are interesting because they got all those guys from the KHL, like mm-hmm. guys playing with men. If they come back to the like junior level and play like men against boys, that could be a quick tournament, a quick yeah. fun tournament for the Russians. Yeah. Well, so let's start with the Canadians. Uh, looking at their roster, we'll start with the forwards because that's genuinely where their uh, top players are, uh, top scorers, obviously, because they're forwards. Um, so we'll start with uh, Liam Foodie of the London Knights, and obviously you're a big fan of Liam Foodie. I think he'll be good on that ice surface. The bigger uh, ice surface? speedy guy like that. He likes to use the wing cut to the middle. I think he could be dangerous doing that on the open ice. More space for him. Well, yeah, and it also I guess it depends on who they're playing against too, right? Because yeah, the yeah. style of his game, the opponent, like the Americans, they're used to the small ice. He's not going to play um, a lot of the Europeans aren't, so they kind of know how to defend that. So yeah. I, th- I think it's just a matter of how quick can he how make an adjustment. How effectively can he use his speed to? Yeah. you got to be adjusting anyways. Every shift, it's a different – the matchup plan. That was their third line, right, him with Delandria? I like that. Yeah, Those that was together. their third line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they had Akil Thomas centering the fourth line. 
Man, which is they're good down good the middle. Fourth line. Their Holy crap. Pretty good. This might be the best center like group of centers they've had in a long time, Canada. Yep. Joe Valeno centering the top line. And we know how well he's done so far. Uh, Him and Lafreniere together at the showcase in the summer. They yeah. flat out lit it up. So this could be pretty fun. I know the showcase is a lot different than the actual tournament. but Well, yeah, and a lot better talent. But you still got – if you play good, you got to give a guy credit. It's just not a matter of, oh, he was just playing against, you know, these guys. Yeah. No. No, they played good. They're still, they're still not bad players there. Like, there's first-round picks there. Like, there's big-name junior players – at the showcase, so it's not like it's a exactly. walk in the park. Exactly. Also, I got a good story for you. All right, let's hear it. Dawson Mercer, not in yeah. the showcase, and then like ends up making the team like that in draft year. That's great for him. Yeah, but he looked so good in that Canada Russia series. Yeah, I think he was the best player in that. Well, in that two games, I guess. Well, this year was big when you got the hunters there coaching every game. They're mm-hmm. watching you, right, and they're following you behind the scenes. They know what's going on. So I mean, if you're good person you're good on and off the ice you're gonna make that team well and i think a lot of it has to do with uh with just the way he plays you know you saw what he did against the russians yeah he's hard yeah i guess he's hard not to like i don't know i i don't like that saying i don't know why just he's hard not to uh, just a worker prove it yeah yeah he's just a worker pretty much yep going down the list we've also got uh well, who do you want to go to next? Alexi Lafreniere, Akil Thomas, Lafreniere Connor McMichael. Tournament. Can you imagine? There's a cha- well, I think you, I think he'll be top five. Oh, for sure. Maybe I not one because no. of his age. I think Barrett Hayton will have a chance. Cole Hayton Caulfield and Valeno. Too. Cole well, Caulfield, too. Caulfield, yeah. Turcotte. Kaliev. Yeah. Kaliev's in a great spot there. Mm-hmm. He's going to light it up. Top line on the right side for the Americans. Oh, yeah. Um, there's only three OHLers on the Americans, by the That's way. That's a hard team to make. But, uh, we'll development g- program. Yeah. We'll get into that later because we don't want to spend a lot of time on the Americans. Because when they play Canada on Boxing Day, we will be cheering against them. Yep. Go my brother that. won't, though. Really? Yeah. My, b- <laughs> my brother's... <laughs> my brother's... <laughs> see- it's the 2010 Olympics, because he's a Sabres fan. He just it seems like he got fell in love with Ryan Miller. So oh. ever since then, he's been following the Americans in the Olympics and the World Juniors. He has a USA World Cup of Hockey jersey. Like he also bought a USA practice jersey for him, some reason. Do you but ever tell him 2010 Crosby and overtime. Yeah, and the poke check by Miller. Field. Oh, see ya. Hey, should have said that on the ball field. They're playing against you guys. Should've you should have. Should have said Crosby and overtime a million <laughs> times around the bases. <laughs> Crosby in overtime. Crosby in overtime. Well, I don't know if you would have had much time to talk to him because he's usually <laughs> down on three pitches. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear it now. Exactly. When your brother listens to this, he better give it to you. <laughs> That's unreal. What's he going to do? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so, yeah, back to Lafreniere. Uh, just the leading scorers a bit much. Top five. His game will have to – because he's so young, I think he might struggle he'll off the protect, bat. He'll be protected, though, with uh, two NHL and American Hockey League guys with uh, Valeno and uh, Hayton. Yeah, but then that's another challenge for him is he's got to keep up. Yeah, I know he's – like, he I know that, that he's, I un- Yeah, I understand that, but there's still a level of the – like pro hockey and junior. Like there is yeah. still a level of difference where one level is – unreal but 
I understand Valeno's in the AHL. Junior's a huge but difference. But where Detroit is, and they're screwing up everything right now, Blasha would screw <laughs> the them, so quit. it wouldn't make a difference. It's a joke. <laughs> the team has uh, quit. And Barrett Hayton, obviously, he's doing pretty well where he is right now. But uh, the player Lafreniere is, uh, again, I th- still think there will be an adjustment, but it's up to him, and he's a top prospect, so I think he'll, I think he'll I uh, get too. going pretty quickly. Get a poll question here, too. So McDavid in 2015 had 11 points in seven games at the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Does Lafreniere get more than 11? Ooh. That's an interesting question for the polls. I just want to see hmm. what people think about that. It's a good, yeah. Put that up on Twitter yeah, at the Owen Sixty Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. I don't know. In seven games in the whole tournament. Yeah, because that was the gold. They went to the gold medal game that year. That's the year they won. With yeah, Domi, they won. Reinhardt, the that was in line. Toronto. Yeah, that was Toronto, Montreal. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to put that out there. See what people think about that. Just let yeah. us know, even if you want to like message us and ask us like about that, because that's a good topic to talk about. Will Lafreniere have more? Because eleven points in seven games, it's a lot, but, but it isn't. Act. But Lafreniere is playing on the top line. Yeah, because David was on top line, wasn't he? No, that top line was uh, Domi, Duclair, Reinhardt. So that line was insane. Oh yeah. And then it was like Lazar, Patan, McDavid. I want to say Patan. Yeah, I think Patan was on that line. Yeah. That's your second line. I, I just That's wonder. a good question. I'm just trying to wonder. I saw that, like, McDavid. Want to put out our hot takes? Hot take. <laughs> I think he does. I think so. I think he has so, a chance. If Canada's good, he's going to have to be a huge part about that. Yep. Well, like we said, you, you have them finishing fourth. I have them finishing third. And obviously everyone else will disagree with us because they want them to finish first or second. But This round robin's huge. The first two games are going to tell the tournament. First two games. First two ga- Americans, first two games that'll. Because the Americans game one, and then they play Russia game two. I don't think it's ever been that hard to start the tournament before. I don't know. I don't think so. And, like, and they do have a day off in between. Yeah, so that's huge for preparation. Like, whoever they start, it's going to have to be big, too. Because if, if he plays good in that game against the Americans, I think Dawes left practice there Friday with an injury, hand injury, but I don't think he's going to affect. I don't think it's with these hand them. injuries. That's what Dudas was out with. I know. I don't think it's going to affect them much. It's just I don't a minor so. injury. But that, it might just keep him out of the prelim game against uh, against Finland. Yeah, I think up. Rodrigo will play anyways. Give this chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he didn't play last game. Yeah, so I think Dawes will probably be the scratch, and then uh, Rodrigo will start, and then probably Hofer will come in. Yeah, yeah. Big goalie, six five, yeah. six four. Yeah, okay. Let's uh, move on. Let's go Let's go all OHL for right now. Akil Thomas, Connor McMichael, and Ty Delandria. Ooh, all top that. players on their That'd team. That'd be a good line. That'd be a good line to have. It would be a good line. It's not, wonder, that's not a line, but... I know, but it would... Yeah, that'd I be wonder, a sick line. I wonder if uh, Dale Hunter sees that and like he switches it up. Because like, he likes to switch his lines pretty quick. If something's not working, he's going to switch right away. If you pay attention to the London Knights... Their lines change every game. You don't know what line you're going to have to defend against. Unless you have the Marner to check the Morak line, it's changing every game. So I think, like, let's say Canada gets down early to the States, lines are going to be switching like crazy, especially early in the tournament. You want to get your stuff together. Well, and even when you get into that situation and you look at the way that the forwards are playing, is it, will Dale Hunter bench them? I think he would. In game one of the tournament? There was question about uh, Connor McMichael there even making the team because his ability to play in the big games. There's a little bit of question about that, but 
obviously that's well, and the wayside now. He is the right coach, I guess. Yeah. For him to, if he does, he you know. Yeah, they know who he is. So. Um, whether or not that means he sits for a couple shifts or if Dale Hunter decides, hey, you flat out suck right now. Yeah. You're going to sit the next game. Yeah, they're not afraid to scratch, guys. You know. Especially in a tournament like that. It's short. You have one bad game. It can cost you the tournament. You got to well, get in there get out. Three prelim games, right? Two. No, it's three. Oh, for the round robin. Yeah, three. No, it's four. Never mind. Another great math segment on the Owen 60 podcast. Go English. <laughs> yeah, we, we need an English teacher in here just to support that. Yeah, I know. Broadcasting school. Yeah. It gets rid of all education before that. Um, so, yeah, Canada opens up against the U.S. on Boxing Day. Then on the 28th, they get Russia. Uh, 30th, they will play Germany. Well, actually, you have a German defenseman on your top 15, but we'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. And then they finish off against the host Czech Republic with Hamilton Bulldogs forward Jan Janik on that team. I have the Czechs finishing fifth in that pool. I have them finishing below Germany. What do you think? I just think that big three for Germany is going to be more. Yeah, than I don't. Got. It's too bad. I think Czechs they'll tie. Because I don't see Germany losing to Canada, or beating. Canada. I don't see Germany winning against Canada. It's all good. We're math guys. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> We're math guys. Um, I don't see Germany beating the U.S. I don't see Czech Republic beating Canada or the U.S. So there's both 0 and 2. So it'll be up to the game against each other, obviously. Well, I have them beating Russia, Germany. Germany? Russia always loses that big game. Like a game where they should win. Like you look back to Buffalo, they lose to Czech to start the tournament. Yep. So, like, I think that's the game where they where Germany just gets their first win and keeps rolling. Another hot take. Oh, yeah. It's just oh, fire. Okay. It's just hot take. But I, I get it. Russia does lose a game where you're like, how the yeah, hell did I, they lose that? Yeah, where they outshoot them. Some goalie plays so yep. good, and then they just get one garbage goal late, and it's over. Who's that one goalie that played awesome? I, was it a year ago or two years ago against Canada? Canada only won like one nothing or something. Is that the game against uh, Switzerland? I think it was. Hollenstein? Yeah. He's back. He's back. He played good in their pregame. Uh, pre, uh, yeah, because didn't he get there. signed? No. Didn't an NHL team give him a shot? No, he's drafted by Colorado, but he's yet to be signed. Oh. And he was drafted in 2018. So is this his last chance? Like, does he go th- back through the draft? Like, if they don't sign hmm. him, I don't know if he goes to the draft. I think I, th- I think if Colorado doesn't give him a shot before I June, I then he- he'll go to Europe. Well, what happens if a team like Detroit is struggling with goalies? Hey, let's uh, trade for the guy. Yeah, but they got they have Lars. They have depth. They have Larson. It's they have Fulcher, former Bulldog. Um, it's just going to take time for them. Yeah, but they're both injured. Yeah, Larson and Fulcher are both injured, so it, uh, it's whatever. Tough. It's yeah, it's How whatever. How about the defense for Canada? I think uh, Addison's going to be huge to that power play. Smooth moving uh, defenseman. Him and Kevin Ball. Yeah, Ball's going to be huge. <laughs> Literally, he is huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Canada set up pretty well on defense. Uh, Drysdale is the seventh. Yeah, Drysdale was pl- as the uh, seventh He's defenseman. Be a top five pick. 
No doubt my money's not. Drysdale? Uh, top 10 for sure. I think top 15. Really? Yeah. He's falling out of the 10. Yeah, I think so. I think like, he'll go 8th. Uh, I think it depends on how he plays here. Yeah. And if Erie ha- makes is- a run. Yeah, that's true. You know, West is all... A lot, a lot of the scouts and teams look at how they play down the stretch because it's... That's what you get the good read. You know. Especially against teams like, let's say, London, Kitchener, Guelph go all in, which they probably will. What Erie's happen- same division. What happens with Erie? He's going to have to play those big teams like that. He could play them twice in the same weekend. Like, he could play London, Kitchener in a back-to-back sat- Friday, Saturday. What's going to happen there? Like, that's a good read for the scouts to see. Well, and even... There's a better chance that happens on the road. Yeah. Erie making the trip into uh, Southern Ontario. London, Kitchener. That's always a road trip for the Erie Otters. So I think the bigger challenge is scouts go and watch him on the road. See how he plays in another building. Especially when teams get that last change. And and I think scouts look not a lot into it, but I think for players it helps with the atmosphere. Erie has great fans, but not not a lot of fans. It's not like you're going to Kitchener or the – it yeah, you know, they're like, London, a huge like for market. top prospects, there's pressure going into buildings like London and Kitchener, Kitchener and Windsor. Windsor, even Guelph now, yeah. uh, Niagara sometimes, you know, Oshawa. Yeah, because all the media is there, all the exposure is around there, and it's all diehard junior markets that just come out every Friday, yep. Sunday afternoon and support the support their junior team. Yeah, so Drysdale, really interesting player. A lot of people actually didn't have him making the team. Yeah, I think a, that was a long shot for him not to long, make it. Really? He's yeah. like a Mercier. I thought like a guy that's going to have to push, but he can do it. Well, it's yeah. Yeah, he he did have to push. I think he showed the coaching staff that he's well, he's obviously qualified to play on this team. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just questions about his size, whether he could keep up with the oncoming forwards. Plus you know, a, a guy that's not drafted playing on a big ice surface against guys who are playing in Young, pro leagues in Europe, you know, yeah. AHL guys. There's one or two on the Americans. Um, you know, it's this will be it for Jamie Drysdale. I'm I'm really excited to watch him. I'll be watching him the entire tournament just yeah, to see how he responds to, to the forwards and makes adjustments throughout Plus, the tournament. Let's say if he gets in a pressure situation, I want to see how he responds about that. Like let's say they're in that uh, Boxing Day game. It's the third period, and if he's out there, like mm-hmm. I want to see how he responds to that. Playing the Americans, on a, everyone's going to be watching you. I just want to see how he responds to that type of pressure. I think even the Hunters would play him on. Uh, on the penalty kill, not as the top pairing, but maybe sure. second pairing because he has to do that in Erie. Too. They're going to play skilled guys on that penalty kill, too. Well, they, they probably expect to steal some shorthanded goals. Oh, for sure. Especially with that ice surface, have some speed guys, Valeno, Foodie, mm-hmm. guys that can get up there quick, even yeah. Dudas. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting just, for Jamie Drysdale. I really like their defense, though, for Canada. I like how they got some offensive guys with Byram, Addison, Smith. But then, like, McIsaac, who's steady defenseman, he can play a two-way defensive game. Yep. But, he, you know, he's going to be responsible and get the fuck out of your end. I, I'm excited to see how McIsaac fares, too. Who could possibly wear a letter? I think he will. I th- who do you think? I think Valeno, Hayden, McIsaac, Smith. Is Smith I think you give Lafreniere an A. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, sure. How many A's can you have? Is there a – is it three? Like the O? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, three. Because last year, or is it f- like the NHL? You have four. You can have four, but only three can wear them. Yeah, because then like a lot of guys do a road and home thing. They won't do that. 
Yeah. No, that's dumb. I hate that. That's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, captain. I don't get cap- that. Who's your captain? Everyone knows who their captain is in the room anyways. That's such an old topic. Yeah, I know. Everyone, that's a summer topic. Who everyone talks about captains, captains. Yeah. But like in the room, it could be your fourth line, the mm-hmm. fourth line center. Who's your captain? The guy that's going to speak up. Everyone knows that. Well, Akil Thomas is very capable of getting a letter. It's just yeah. the team he's on, he's not going to. Yeah. You know, there's leaders sure. up and down this board. Kevin Ball. I wouldn't say Drysdale maybe because he'll be looking to the older guys, but it'll be an interesting topic to see who gets the C. And even we can put a poll question up, put the top players on our C? Twitter and who gets guys. the C. Yeah, I'll put the four guys who wears the C. At the, o, at the O in 60 podcast where you can find it on Twitter. And to the goaltenders now, we've talked about yep. the forwards, the defense. Uh, Nico Dawes. He's probably been the most unpredicted one to even make the team like to get invited but his play has just been stellar since the season started him getting the number one job in Guelph like it's just he just rose so much probably he's the highest rising goalie probably in mm-hmm. the OHL yep he's one of five players also on this team uh, that are not drafted either yeah that's a of course team. Lafreniere on that think team about, uh Byfield Drysdale think about how Who's good this team could be next year guy? this team's gonna be good Mercer next year. yeah yeah they will be good Next year, a lot of guys. Year. I think I think I saw five guys are back from last year yeah. for this team. So it'll be around the same. Um, yeah, it'll be. Uh, hopefully, they learned from that Finnish the only, game. The only but. negative part about the pre-tournament so far, they play tomorrow against Finland. But the only negative thing against the Swiss game was when they did that shootout. How uh, Dawes only one shot, one stop on it. That was probably the toughest yeah. part of the game. I think. Because Canada dominated them. Canada walked right through them. If yep. it wasn't for uh, the goalie there, Hollestein, it would have been totally different for uh, the outcome if you care about preseason scores. but Yeah, it's, they won the game and lost the shootout. Yeah. It's whatever. Just don't get into a shootout. Can- mm. as can- Canadians probably know don't get into a shootout. Yep. It's been tough the last few years for yep. us. Pretty much. Joel Hofer, six foot five goalie. I'm interested to see him play. He looked pretty good there. He's a St. Louis fourth rounder, drafted 107th overall in 2018. And then Olivier Rodrigue. I'm excited for him because he was supposed to be the starter since the showcase. Since last year, I've mm-hmm. heard talks about him being the next up and coming goaltender. So I'm kind of excited to see how he looks coming up into the spotlight this season. Yeah, he was also a member of that uh, team QMJHL roster against the Russians. Did he play in the win? I can't remember. Uh, he might have. I think he did. Where was it? What was the two venues? Do you remember that? Wasn't it Halifax and... He might have... No, it wasn't the Halifax game he played, was it? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think it matters. Yeah. To be honest. I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's how I'm going to answer that question. <laughs> I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah, well, we're not getting paid, so that'd be a minus. <laughs> All right, and that's enough one. out of Canada. Uh, time to go to the Americans now because we are actually running out of time in this segment. Um, so we'll k- quickly go through them, uh, starting with the forwards. Like we said, uh, we might just touch on the OHL guys, to be honest here. We got Nick Robertson of the Peterborough Peets Dude, uh, probably, and Arthur Kaliev. I think he has the most pressure on the, out of any OHL guy because that's finally his chance for the Toronto Maple Leaf brass and fans will see him play. And any time, anyone that lives around Toronto or anywhere in Ontario knows how hard it is to play in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first awakening where 
Tor- where he feels that Toronto pressure, where everyone's going to be watching him play, necessarily for the Americans. Well, and when you go up against Canada in the first game, there will be a lot more eyes on yeah, you, right? Everyone's going to see you. Um, of course, his brother's Jason Robertson playing right now for the Texas Stars, and his brother won a silver medal last year with the Americans. And the question even comes into play: If it, will he be as good as his brother was? I have the Americans winning the gold medal. That's how good I think they can be. They're goaltending. I don't think goaltending has ever looked this good in this tournament before. Spencer Knight, He's Isaiah show. Seville. Yeah, he'll say. be the third and guy. And Dustin Wolf. He'll be the third guy, and Wolf will be the second. Or, yeah, Wolf will be the second. Yeah, Wolf, uh, CHL Everett, guy from Everett. the uh, Everett Silver Tips. Got rid of Hart. <laughs> Got a hot. Lighten it up for Philadelphia right now. Yeah, he's, he was a savior for them in that. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, uh, all right, let's go to Kaliev now from Staten Island, New York. Isn't he a dual citizen guy? Yeah. Didn't he play for <laughs> Kazakhstan? He could if he wanted to. I don't think he will. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, I don't think he wanted to. He wouldn't be a contender, but it might be fun. No, that'd be like uh, Anze Kopitar when he played for uh, Slovenia yeah, at the Olympics. He didn't have a chance, Wasn't guys. Was his dad the coach, too? Yeah. That's like Denmark <laughs> in this tournament with uh, Aller. Yep. No, I I think he's going to have a it, very good tournament. He's not even from Kazakhstan. He's from Uzbekistan. Never I don't know if that – I think it's close. Maybe. You might have to Google Maps know. that. Might get on old Google Maps. I've been taking geography since grade nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't even think Uzbekistan has hockey, so yeah, I don't think they much options. One of those one-ranked countries. Yeah, well, and you look at Kaliev's stats; they are just uh, oh, he's going to have unreal. a great time on that power play. That power play is going to be the top power play. Mm-hmm. One prediction, like I think, it's pretty easy to pick right now: U.S. having the top power play and the top goaltending. Those are two recipes to win the gold medal. Usually the team with the best power play wins and the team with the best goalie wins. Lukanen last year, and then the year before, Carter Hart. I think this year, Spencer Knight, it goes right in line. I know for Canadians, that's tough to hear, and it's tough to say as a Canadian, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, and they got the heat. Well, and Spencer Knight's also an NCAA guy, so technically, I guess, depending on the age limit that uh, – the NCAA uses, um, he could technically be playing against men. Yeah. You know, it's like those guys who come from, who play in Europe, you know. Plays for for Boston College. It's a pretty good school to go to for hockey. For sure. Uh, Any one of those Boston schools are big. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Boston, Michigan, Denver has a few. Wisconsin. That Wisconsin team has. Wisconsin. Minnesota sometimes. Yeah. State of hockey. The Big Ten schools, not hockey town, though. <laughs> I had to throw that in. Exactly. There. What about Alec Regula? Yeah, he's uh he's interesting because I remember you talking to him. Uh, where were you, Guelph? Guelph. Just about he the opportunity for that and, and him he was being disappointed, disappointed on the trade with yeah. the wings. So I feel like he might have a big statement for like Chicago, like I'm coming type thing. Like right now, it's a tough mm-hmm. trade for Detroit to make, and I think it will be a tough trade in the long run for them to swallow because like I think Regula is going to be a Three, four defensemen, and I think he's gonna, like I think yep. he'll be like a Jalmerson. What Jalmerson was like yep. for the Blackhawks, I think that's what his next role for the Blackhawks when he gets up there. Big lanky defenseman, 
not afraid to throw the body around. He can put up a little bit of points. So. Yeah, he's got 22 penalty minutes this year, uh, 26 points, 11 goals, and 15 assists. Uh, and with his role on the also. Knights, he's kind of transitioned not into the next Bouchard because London's used to having those defensemen who can score and everything. Yeah, but Ryan you know, Ryan Merkley, yeah, exactly. He's used to playing with guys like Merkley, Bouchard. Mm -hmm. When London last year, he played with Bouchard a lot. So he's used to being that guy that can stay back. And I think Chicago caught their eyes. With his ability, he could probably play with Boquist. Boquist, mm -hmm. off, guy, get offensive. I think in the future, you could see Boquist, Rikula as a pairing. Same as in junior. Well, and that. Rikula's got that ability. <laughs> to Chicago's done that. They put yeah. Stroman to bring it together. Yeah, that's what I think that. Ring bells for uh, Chicago. That's a no-brainer for them to pull the trigger for that. Yeah, so Ragul also, uh, he's got a lot to prove here at this tournament, and like all uh, these OHLers do. And Cam York's going to be good. I know a college guy, but Cam York, he's got a chance to be a big-name guy in this tournament too. University of Michigan guy. Oh, go yeah. Wolverines. Let's go. Go Bucks. No. <laughs> go at it. Nope. Can you imagine? I, think, I feel like next year – Come in here on the rivalry game. Turn it on. Can you imagine that? Just fight in the middle of the broadcast. Stop the broadcast. I'm down. Stop the broadcast. Ohio <laughs> State touchdown. It's 30 to nothing. Let's go. Oh, 30 to – well, yeah. Justin Fields. Harbaugh's an idiot, but Chase whatever. Young. Um, okay, so we've gone through Canada and the U.S. Let's get to your 15 players to watch. 15 players to watch. So 15 – And this isn't order no, in order, anyone. Order. This I is just, just – yeah. Yeah, this is just the way it's lined up. So 15 – uh, Dylan Cousins? Cousins. Cousins, yeah. Buffalo Sabres draft pick? Yep. So Dylan Cousins. Some people were upset Detroit didn't take him. No cider. Was taken seventh. <laughs> so Co Cousins was taken seventh overall by Buffalo in, in the 2019 NHL draft. He's a bigger sized forward who brings a lot of versatility to Team Canada with his ability to play center in the wing. Cousins currently has 46 points in 30 games with Lethbridge in the CHL. Anything on that? Well, I think he's a guy that's going to have to make himself known. He's a bigger player, right? You know, he's got to make himself – I want to use the word known again, but he's got to make himself big. He's got to go to the net. He's got to create chances for Team net. Canada. Yeah, he has to be a guy that's kind of around the net, in your face type thing. Cause yeah, he's 6'3", 185. Yeah, so he's not heavy, but he's a little – he's taller. He's got to play to the 6'3". Got to make it a – Got to make an uh, impression on the Buffalo Sabres because I thought he had a chance to make Buffalo this year. Obviously, where they're at, they re-signed Jeff Skinner, um, sure their forward Sabres. group. I think he might be in Rochester next year. With, uh, but in two, three years, I see him up with the Buffalo well, they'll, Sabres. They'll slowly bring him up after the middle set. The ball mm -hmm. right now. Yep. Oh, yeah. I That's forgot they tough. sent him down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 14, I have Justice Anunen from Team Finland. Justice is a big 6-4 goalie. Like Uka Pekalukinen, with a 1.26 goals against and a 9.47 save percentage. Key this is about Anunen is that he was drafted 18th by Colorado in the third round, but he has yet to sign an entry level deal. So he's the one that was signed by Colorado. And with good numbers like that, Finland's always had good goaltending in this tournament. You look back at Saros, mm -hmm. look at Lukinen, every team that's win had a Mika good goalie. Mika Kiprasov was a yeah. Finnish goaltender. Um, well, and where Colorado's goaltending is at right now, Philip Grubauer's in net. He was also a member of that uh, Windsor Spitfires Mem Cup team. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good stat. I like that. Thanks, man. 
Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, where Colorado's at right now, they moved on from Varlamov, and they haven't had the greatest goaltending in the last little while. Grubauer is doing the job right now, um, but depending on how he plays in this tournament, I think uh, I think that Anunen has a real shot again, like Cousins, to be in the NHL two, three years, maybe a little longer because he's a goalie. But yeah, goalies take you know, the time. There's a chance. Twelve uh, or thirteen, I have. Yan Unique from here, Hamilton Bulldogs. Yan Unique. Czech Republic. This Czech goal scorer is a flat out lit up for the Hamilton Bulldogs this season with 56 points and 27 games played. In fact, Arizona third round pick and has only been held off the score sheet one game this season with the Bulldogs. That's impressive. Yeah, him and really Cali have really team. run the Hamilton Bulldogs, and we were talking about it actually last show. Bulldogs lost 9 to 5 to the Kitchener Rangers. About a week and a half ago, yeah. and it was just Kaliev wasn't unique, and we really that's said. where unique and Kaliev get their goals from is from each other. They yeah, they, build they make plays, they like, know where each other a lot are. Like the Sedin brothers were in Vancouver, mm-hmm. but not brothers, brothers from other mothers. Tend to say, yeah? <laughs> one's from Uzbekistan, one's from Czech Republic. Let's <laughs> go, oh, Team Europe, the Euro twins. Yeah, but no, I think Unique's going to drive the offense for the Czech Republic. They're in a tough division, playing at home. They wanted to be in that. Uh, that main rank in Ostrava, and they open up against Russia. That's that's a rivalry. That's a yeah, it, it is. Has to be a rivalry. Everyone's a rivalry with Russia, U.S., Canada, yeah. Sweden. Yeah, all the big teams. Well, yeah, when you want to try and compete and be good, you kind of be when like, you, oh, it's a rivalry game tonight. When you look at Team Canada, though, what what isn't a rivalry out of the top four? Sweden might be the non-closest. U.S. definitely is. Russia. Yeah, I think you give it to Russia and the U.S. as the top two. Sweden, Finn, eh, yeah. kind of, not really, because they are they go at each other a lot, Sweden yeah. and Finland. Um, but, yeah, the Czech Republic. Then they get Germany in the second game, so I think that's a very winnable game for them. That's going to be a good one. Uh, that will be a good game, I think. Um, and then Canada, and then they finish off against Russia. At- or not Russia. They finish off – yeah, they finish against Canada. Canada-U.S. are their last two games. My bad. My mistake. At 12, I have – the goalie, Yaroslav Askarov, Team Russia. Askarov is the most intriguing goalie since Carey Price was probably in this tournament. Uh, he's a right-handed catching goalie and is projected to be a top-five pick in the in this year's 2020 NHL draft and could be a big part of that Team Russia team by the end of the tournament. Askarov currently has a 2.38 goals against and a 9.22 save percentage. Any thought on that? Well, I, th- I think with the Russians... It's hard to when, play when I watched, when, I know when I watched the tournament, I really liked Mikheyev in net for them. Or yeah. no, Mikheyev, oh, Mac- the one from Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah, he was. Was he underage? He was there for like a few years. Was he, he was in that uh, Edmonton Calgary one, wasn't he? Yes, that one was a good one. That's when he made like forty saves there. I forget what d- game that was. That, the gold medal game, wasn't it against Sweden? I think Sweden won that year. Barely. What it was year? Like one nothing. Andre Makarov, I think is his name. I'm trying to find no, I was it him. I'm trying I'm looking at the roster right now. Oh no, I, I was talking about Amir Mikdahov. Sorry, M, oh. whatever. Um I thought he had a chance to be on this team. He looked good in that. He was the best I think he was the best goalie in the Canada Russia series. Yeah. That and it's weird that they didn't do that because usually Russia takes over the third team. Yeah. Usually a couple guys obviously aren't, but usually that's their team. Well, they're gonna go with. well, and I really think he's the only goalie that gave them a chance in that series. He won the game in London. Yeah, he was. He lost the game in the queue. That was the but shootout in London. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it was the shootout because Hunter Jones played that game too. Yeah, that was where he got to play all game because yep. Coy was the backup. And oh, they played Coy Jones wasn't all. getting a chance. Yeah, he's not playing with Sarnia. It, it was like it's like last year in Sarnia. Di Pietro played. There's no way uh, Richardson was playing. Yeah, Kitchener goal. There's no way. Um, but yeah, I really liked Miftahov in that uh, in that series. He, again, like I said, he's the only one that gave him a chance. He lost in the Q and the Dub, but Russia was in those games. Whereas they weren't really in the other games, so yeah. I don't know. That's I, th- I think they missed out with him at least as a backup. At but. eleven, I got an OHL guy, first Canadian, or second Canadian, Aiden Dudas, Owen Sound Attack, Team Canada. Dudas is a hardworking center who currently plays for the Owen Sound Attack. Dudas feels to, feels to me like one of those guys that Canadians are going to be in love with at this tournament because of his ability to kill penalties and make big hits. But being said, Dudas can still make make plays as the center has 30 points in 23 games with the attack i mean i think canadians gonna love the guy yeah he's uh he's a leader you know he, he was he was the captain for the ohl in uh in the canada russia series and the hunters liked what they he's saw obviously to wear a letter. yeah i think he will yeah he'll have an a at least um you know there's questions with him with his hand how, how he would respond because he hadn't played hockey in three, four weeks because of his injury. Maybe it was two yeah. to three weeks, but um, there's a lot of questions whether he'd be ready to go. He's, he's ready playing, to go, obviously. He's playing, so He's playing tomorrow in the pre-tournament game against Finland. Yeah. Well, they'll, go every, they'll probably go with their main roster tomorrow. against. Oh, Finland. well, no doubt. I don't think they were yeah. going to go with them against the Swiss. Yeah. Ten, I got Luca Hollenstein, Switzerland's goalie. Hollenstein was a huge part for the Swiss last year in Vancouver, getting, getting them to the bronze medal game. Hollenstein put up a 2 10 goals against with a 9.25 save percentage last year in Vancouver. And for all who watched that Canada-Swiss game Thursday, you saw his ability to keep his team in games. I think that's key because if you're playing good teams, you got to make those saves. You can't give up more than two goals or you're done. Well, and Switzerland's also – I think Switzerland also has an easier way, I guess you could say, to uh, to the medal well, rounds. They get Kazakhstan first. Well, they could steal one against That's uh, the game Sweden. of the week. They could steal <laughs> – <laughs> Switzerland, <laughs> Kazakhstan. Hey, let's wow. do the relegation game. Let's do the relegation series. Uh, yeah, they get uh, Kazakhstan first. Then they get Sweden in their second game. That'll be the that'll be the one to see if uh, they can really hold their own. They did hold their own against Canada. I'm, it was a three nothing game pre tournament, so you can't really read much into it. Then they get Slovakia on uh, on the thirtieth, and then they finish against Finland on the thirty first. They're also not at the main rank either. Yeah, um, I, that rink's nice. Both ranks are nice, but that second yeah. rink is brand new. Eh? And they host the Davis Cup for tennis there. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a nice rink to play at. No, for Switzerland, too, they also have a couple OHLers. They have Kian Sopa from the Ice Dogs. They have Gian- yeah, Giancarlo nice Shanton from the Ice Dogs, who's the youngest his player. first year he's the in the OHL. World Junior. He is the youngest player at this year's World Junior. Yeah, I, I don't know how well he'll do because he d- he's no, not making yeah, a lot of noise I mean, in Niagara. Yeah, he's I, not on their uh, top I think area. that was more for Switzerland just trying to fill their roster because yeah. they couldn't find With many guys. guys. You know, I'd, it's just my thoughts, but uh, I think those three, or the, at least Kian Sopa and uh, and their goaltender, Hollenstein, well, they'll, they'll have to be pretty important for them to do well. Uh, nine, I have Olivier Wallstrom, USA. Wallstrom is a skilled American right winger who is currently in the American Hockey League with Bridgeport who is being sent on a loan from the Islanders. Wallstrom currently has nine points in 20 games played with the Sound Tigers. Wallstrom's going to have to be their points leader. 
he's going to be up there with Caulfields and the Terracots, Kaliev's. But like Wallstrom being a draft guy, playing with men right now, coming back, he's going to probably he could be the captain of that American team. So I feel like he's going to have to be the leader of that team. Well, and for one th- one thing, I've always thought about for AHL guys that come to this tournament. Do you think this is almost them giving a second, not a second tryout? But like a second look at what, the NHL what I can do in the cool. junior level, and you know, another well, shot at making the NHL maybe this that, year that or in the next right? year. Yep, Victor that was Mate, Victor Mete. He got sent by Montreal. Yep, he didn't really play much. Then when he came back, he got to play all the time with yep. Weber. I feel like that could be for Wallstrom. Let's say he's a big uh, tournament. He's a bigger guy. Let's say, uh, he has a big tournament. He come back, fit it on a line with uh, Barzell. Yeah, well, I think the only thing stopping him is where the Islanders are at right now, and. Yeah, I, I think they're too they good to just bring up a guy like, like that. that. Yeah, they don't want to call guys like that. They so, don't well, trade for guys. definitely something to look forward to for next year if you're the Islanders well, uh, sure. and uh, and Wallstrom, you know, something to work forward to. Yeah, eight, I have another USA guy, Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield, the Montreal Canadiens' 15th overall pick in the 2019 NHL draft, is an elite goal-scoring NHL prospect. Caulfield would be key with the loaded American power play, as we discussed already. Currently has 20 points in 18 games at the University of Wisconsin. So Caulfield, I think he fell in that draft because he was just undersized. Mm-hmm. 5'7", I think that's the only reason why he fell in that draft. There's no question he can score, but you can score any level. But once you get to the top level in the world, you might have to change your game. I mean, it might be tough being 5'7", being a goal scorer in the NHL, because it's hard to hide, right, in the NHL. Everyone knows where everybody is. And everyone's going to know he's a goal scorer, so they'll match up against him. You're playing in the top league for a reason, right? Yeah. Well, and I think something that helps him, I just found this out now, he has won a silver medal medal at the U18 World Junior and a bronze. So he's had success at tournaments like this. You can't get that big one. Yeah. It's, Where this year could be the chance. Yeah, it, it also depends on what team he was playing on. I'm not a 1,000% sure what his team looked like. I'm sure it probably looked a Last little similar to this, loaded, but... Last year's World Junior team for the Americans was supposed to be loaded, too, with mm-hmm. uh, Jack Hughes. Yeah, so it, uh, it'll be interesting for uh, Cole Caulfield, Caulfield and uh, the Americans. Uh, he's unsigned. Yeah. This might get him signed. Yeah. Montreal, you're not going to sign your first-round pick? Uh-oh. He's American. No, I'm kidding. That's Uh-oh. got nothing Can't to do with it. Can't speak French. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, yeah. Seven, I have Lucas <laughs> Raymond, Team Sweden. This tournament is huge for Raymond's draft stock. In this year's draft, he wants to get in the mix with Byfield and Lafreniere. If he has a big tournament, I don't see why he can't. Maybe it would be tough for Lafreniere, but Raymond is a fast-skating winger, which leads to points. Raymond currently has five points in 16 games. Good? Yeah. Uh, six, I have Alex Terracott, USA. Terracott, the fifth overall pick by, the, by L.A. in the 2019 draft, is a responsible center with a high skill set and could possibly be the most complete player on that American team. Terracott currently has 15 points in 16 games at the University of Wisconsin. Good? Yeah, he's won too. He was he was on that team with Caulfield that won silver and yeah, bronze. Jack so if, if all these guys have they got this hardware. Core. They so. have that core mix there. Exactly. The uh, five, I have Alexi Lafreniere, the Canadian phenom. This is by far the biggest test of the year for Lafreniere, who is projected to be the first overall pick in this year's NHL draft. Lafreniere is a high-skilled NHL franchise-type player who has 70 points in 32 games for Ramuski this season. Any thoughts? Give on that. Oh, he's, he's, he's good. For number one. He's good. Yeah, that's he's all great. I gotta say. Four. 
Maurice Sider, Germany. Sider has the makings of being an elite NHL D-man. Sider brings size at 6'4 and is not afraid to use it. Also, Sider brings a lot of skill to the table with, a gr- with his great offensive abilities and a great shot. Sider currently has 12 points in 28 games with Grand Rapids Griffins in the, of the American Hockey League. Don't be surprised if Germany has some big upsets in this year's tournament, with Sider being a key contributor to spoiling the party for, the, for teams this year. Yeah, I think if he starts using his size and he, he starts throwing his weight out. around, then, yeah. you and, know. I mean, he's so easy to get mad. Like, he gets mm-hmm. under your skin. He's kind of like a six foot four defenseman, Marshot, because he's gonna mm-hmm. give, he's gonna talk to you all you want, and he's not really gonna talk much. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna hit you, and he's not, and he likes to do that. Well, in a tournament he's like so this, skilled. those hits will start building up, and you'll start well, to feel fun. fatigued, and you know it'll def- it'll start to hurt. I think he'll be defenseman of the tournament. My opinion. That'd be cool to see a German get defenseman mm-hmm. of the tournament. Three, Joe Valeno, Team Canada. Valeno, who could be the captain of Team Canada this year. Brings his speed and unselfish play to Team Canada for his second year. Valeno is a high-skilled, responsible center who had a big summer showcase on a line with Alexi Lafreniere. Valeno currently has 12 points in 29 games with the Grand Rapids Griffins of the American Hockey League, so he's close to Cider. Yeah, I think he's another guy that has to prove that he's, he's he a goal play. scorer and he can play against elite players yeah. because you just said 12 points. I think he- I think he could be a guy like a Larkin. Remember when Larkin went to the Americans there that 2015 year? Mm-hmm. How Larkin was like, he just took off after that, right? Like, everyone knew about the Eichels. And then when he yep. came up, all of a sudden, whoa, who's this kid, right? I think he's, that could be Valeno this year. He's compared to Dylan Larkin with his skating. I could see him having a big tournament like that this year for Canada. Anything else on him? No. Okay. No, I think you're good. Two, Baron Hayton, another team Canada. Was Team Canada was probably the luckiest team so far in the tournament getting the skilled center mm-hmm. from the Arizona Coyotes. Hayden will play a key role this year in his return to play for Canada this year's tournament due to the fact that he can play all aspects of the game. Hayden has four points in 14 games with the Coyotes so far this season. I mean, it's tough to put up points when you're a young guy in the NHL, but well, he's, he's playing in the best league of the world. Well, he's also one of the only guys coming from the NHL, right? Yeah. In the tournament. And so. I think that's why... All eyes will be on him. Oh, you're putting up points at the NHL level. If you don't do it at this tournament, is it kind of like, oh, what do we really have here? You know, yeah, I kind of worry about you. So it'll be it's big tournament for him, despite him being in the NHL. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. And pressure coming from the NHL, and he's on a good line to put up points with. So oh, for sure. Number one, I got Spencer Knight, the goalie for the U.S. Knight went 13th overall to the Florida Panthers in the 2019 draft. I think Knight could possibly be the top goaltender in this year's tournament. Knight currently has a goals against of 1.73 and a save percentage at 940 at Boston College this season. No question to me that he's the heart of this American team like Carter Hart was with Canada two tournaments ago in Buffalo. Yeah, and he's also unsigned with the Panthers. I think there's a little yeah, bit of a bad like situation. Not a tough situation for him, but... Sergey Bobrovsky's there. They just signed him to a big deal. So for him, it'll be it'll be a little tough for him to come up right away in the Panthers organization. I think this will do. This tournament will have to do a lot with that going on. But uh, he he's got the experience with the medals. He's got two silvers and a bronze with Team USA already so far in his young career. And yeah, like you said, 15 games. His goals against average is 173. Save percentage 940. Like. That's unreal, even at the NCAA level. I don't think the world – it's going to be a while since a World Juniors had a goalie came in with those numbers, any World Junior team. That's tough to do. 
doesn't matter college, men's league, junior. It doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. you're posting up numbers like that, you're a stud. Yeah. Well, that's and our that's, t- all my list. that's our fifteen, folks. If uh, you that's agree, don't agree, have any thoughts of yourselves, again, reach out to us on uh, social media, Twitter at the Owen sixty podcast, Instagram at the Owen sixty podcast as well. And that took up a lot of damn time. <laughs> I don't think we had anything else to talk about, anyways. But no, uh, that was well. When we get talking about world juniors, we get excited. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Everyone's excited. This time of the year is the best, though, for uh, hockey. It is. Doesn't get much better around Christmas. Unless I know the NHL unless, breaks for three days. Unless but you're, yeah, that's, that's good. Fine. You get away from your quitting NHL team, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. It's not fun right now. Just had to mention that because it's not a very fun time to be a Wings fan, right? <laughs> As he shakes his head. I don't want to talk about the wings. They're too depressing. I know. They quit. I know. They quit on us, Reese. They quit on us. I know. It's pathetic. Brutal. (laughs) Oh, well. That was fun, though. World Juniors. That was a lot of fun to talk about. I had fun doing that. Yeah. Canada, U.S. Yeah. We don't have have Friday night picks this week because we are taking a break off. Um, There's no feature matchup as well. Obviously, the OHL break. Um... We're just going to come back in two weeks, pretty yeah. much. So, See you then. Yeah. Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Colin. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Teresa. Um, Merry Christmas to everyone that listened to the pod. Happy New Year. Hope you have fun. Stay safe out there. Uh, please don't drink and drive because sure. I don't care if this is a hockey show. I'm still going to say it anyways. Yeah, be um, Yeah, because you never know. You might go see your next OHL game. Go but Niagara. you can't. I highly suggest going to Niagara. Take my word. Very nice rank. Nicer than Hamilton. Yeah. Although for sure. I like Hamilton. But sure. really? It's yeah. Oh the crowd. That's like a twenty minute debate if we get into this. I know, I know. Stop Look. the broadcast. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough for us for this week. Uh Again, you can follow us at the in 60 on Instagram, Twitter. We are on SoundCloud. We've also been approved by Apple Podcasts. Not Spotify yet. They're slow as hell. Let's uh, go. <laughs> Spotify, let's go. Um hit so, me up on the email. Yeah, hit us up on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Uh I hope you enjoy the show. Reach again, reach out to us if you have any comments, concerns, questions. Uh we're here for all the OHL fans out there, so message us. We'll have some fun. All right, we'll be back in two weeks. For Colin Ward, I'm Reese Dumaney. Have a Merry Christmas and a happy new year.